get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker. Great to have you with us on 101 ESPN. And we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and our friend, the former head coach at the University of Missouri, Gary Pinkle, kind enough to take a few minutes with us on this Tuesday morning. Gary, great to have you with us. Happy New Year. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Happy New Year, everybody out there, too. So, Hey, I, I want to uh, get your first impressions of uh, this season, the 5-5 five and five SEC-only season, a, a weird season it was, under Eli Drinkwitz. How do you think the program did? I think he did a really spectacular job. I mean, it's, it's so difficult uh, what they had to experience, and granted, everybody had to deal with it. Uh, I never, I, I can't imagine uh, how difficult it was. You know, just daily the changes that these kids had to go through, and the coaches had to go through, and 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 uh, and, and the SEC, and so on and so forth. And uh, but I think overall, you know, they just kept a positive attitude. They they were going to be resilient, and I thought he did a great job for for many many reasons. Uh, you know, it also. You know, he had two spring practices, I think. Well, when you become a head football coach uh, at a new place, and this is your your spring, and we start from the beginning there in spring for him, and all of a sudden you got two practices. You you know, when the spring's, spring football is over, especially your first year, everybody at the end of spring ball is at the position they're going to be all, all uh, spring, summer, and end of the season next year. And everything's in order, so you, so you can do it. Well, he, didn't, he had two days. He didn't hit. He couldn't do any of that stuff. Is they were just guessing, and so for many, many reasons, he—I uh, thought he did a really good job. Coach, did you have any communication with Coach Drinkwitz before the season? And if so, did you have any advice, maybe, that you shared with him that you can <laughs> share with us? Uh, oh shoot, uh, I don't know if my advice would be that good, so I, I really don't <laughs> want to say. But anyway, no, I honestly, we 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 uh, go out and have a cup of coffee here and there. Uh, I text him. He texts me back. You know, and, and I, so I, I got a chance to. I I was kind of pretty open with him. He's a, he's a really good guy. I'm not a big jump up and try to get advice. You know, sometimes you know, you know, the, the, uh, I don't pass that. Everybody has different philosophies and how they do things. He asked me some things about kind of what I thought about certain you know situations and things like that. Just just so I think he's just gathering information so he can make his decisions to do what he wanted to do. Um, but he did reach out, and I and I you know I, I have a good relationship with him, um, and I think he's just uh, I, I think he's, he's a very very bright guy. He's talented. I think he really really uh, communicates with kids well. Uh, he just he's real down to earth with them, you know, and, and and he's and he levels with them, and and he's uh, I, I just think they they I think kids will embrace him, and and that's hugely important, you know, to establish. Uh, a football program of consistency and, win, and winning. It seems, though, Gary, that you two have a lot of the same philosophies in that opening press conference and then in talking to Eli, the same things that you talked about, not turning the ball over, taking the ball away, playing great special teams, especially in a conference like this where it's hard to recruit against the likes of Alabama and LSU and Georgia and Florida. 
if you do the little things right and don't do things to lose the game yourself, you have a really good chance yeah. to win it. Yeah, that's the old Bear, Bear Bryant thing. I was reading that years and years ago. Bear Bryant used to wake up in the middle of the night, and he would in, at three o'clock in the morning. He'd be, have a little notepad next to his 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 bed, and he'd he'd write he he wrote down things that that he didn't want Alabama beating Alabama. Mm-hmm. So what he did is he wrote all those things down. He said, "There's a few there's a few ways you win games, and there's a thousand ways you lose games." And he just wanted to, you know, get those thousand ways you lose games and get that across his program. And I think that's, you know, certainly what what you all try to do. You try to get that on your side. That's, you know, it's 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 focused coaching and and so on. You know, I think what's going to be real critical is, you know, obviously recruiting is critical, but I also think player development uh, is, is is mammothly important. You know, we we didn't have to beat Alabama on all our players. We we. We recruited. We didn't really actually. We didn't care who was recruiting the players. We we did our own system in place, and then had a plan for them to get stronger, faster, quicker, mentally tougher, become better students, become better leaders, and so on and so forth. We didn't say it. We in our program we did those things, and uh, I'm sure he's going to do a lot of those same things too. You know that that's that's his his opportunity to kind of to develop um, a program. Uh, that is has you know we we we're building and we're and we're getting uh, our players uh, to all think light in the same type culture. One thing that the great the late great John Cadillac told me about your program, he thought that you recruited to your scheme better than anybody he'd ever seen, and that's that's what you're talking about, isn't it? You can get a a, a guy that, and I don't know what you think of the the ranking services, but you can get a three star guy. You you turned a lot of two and three star players into first and second round draft choices because you recruited to your scheme. Yeah, a little bit our scheme, but also we looked at potential. You know, we had explosiveness on a player, even if the player was. Let's say uh, Justin Britt, for example, you know, who started for the the uh, Seattle Seahawks and was first round draft pick and everything. Well, nobody had even recruited him, and he's he's two hundred sixty pounds. He's six four, six four net, but he could vertical jump. He's a very explosive athlete. Well, we plug some of the numbers in what this guy has. We'll get forty five pounds on the guy. We'll do we we can do that you know, without question. But you can't make a guy into a good athlete. Well, he was a really good athlete, and so that's a that's a real example kind of of, of kind of what we did. We're not. We're not. I never wanted to know what stars are. I didn't really care about stars. Uh, for us, in, in our world, we you know he's a five star guy, four star guy. For us, we had our system in place, and and we plugged you know a, a high school athlete into that our system, and then we it would come out through an evaluation, and and then and that's pretty much how we made our choices. You know, it's interesting in recruiting. By the way, I think he's doing a heck of a job in state recruiting too. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting in recruiting. It, it's a uh, you know, you know, it's it's what happens is not having well, we don't have enough great players, so we're not going to win. That's not necessarily true. Okay, what's going to hurt you in recruiting is mistakes. So you sign twenty players in a class, and three years later, half those players aren't even good enough to play in the, in the SEC and win a championship because they were mistakes. And mistakes are going to get you before not having a, great, a few great players that you have to have. Gary, you mentioned building a program, building a culture, and everyone's really excited about the trajectory of the Mizzou program, but there's very clear tiers in the SEC. And as somebody that had Mizzou at that top level, what do you think a program like Missouri has to do consistently to get to that level of an Alabama or a Georgia? Well, I think one thing that you have to do is we have to, we have to be very successful in state recruiting. 
I think it's really important. I mean, we're going to, we're going to go down. We have, we signed a lot of great players out of Atlanta and Dallas and Houston. We signed, we went over and we evaluated, we, we got a lot of players, but this is our state. And there's, there's a lot of good high school football in this state. And, uh, and so what we're, I think that's going to be critically important. I thought we had a really, really good year this year. And he'll, and with our facilities that we just built at that, that South End Zone project, which is my like my little baby. I'm so <laughs> glad we needed that so bad. I mean, that's as good as any place in the nation. You're going to have walk any recruit that's been anywhere, and they're going to walk in and say, "Wow, this is one of the most incredible places I've ever seen." And now, now we need to build a new indoor facility, and that's kind of I'm on top of that, and you know, just, just PR wise, just because we've got to have the best facilities, as good a facility as anybody in the nation if you want to compete against them, but we're in line to do that in, in the, in the direction to do that. So I think those, uh, you know, I think that's, that's really probably as important as anything. And, and the other thing too, is I, I just think, you know, you, you got to embrace being in this league and you got to, and you got to go, go for it. I mean, you just gotta, you, you have to go, go through it with a great attitude. You know, you can't wait to play the Alabamas or the LSUs. You can't, I mean, you, you got to take that kind of an attitude uh, and, and get after it and, you know, that's how you're going to have a chance to, to compete and win and develop your program. You retired five years ago, and you're still all about having cranes in the air, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I just, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I got a lot of issues. So. <laughs> um, speaking of your retirement, Gary, we have been looking back on the decade in sports, and we played a, a sound clip yesterday on our show of your retirement speech. And in it, you talked about the hardest part of walking away from the job, and you said that it's leaving your players, and that they would always be part of the family, that they would always have your phone number, and that you'd always be in touch with them and I'm just curious how often do you talk to former players is this something that happens on a, on a daily basis uh, not daily weekly uh, you know it just depends different times of the year different different things you know some some weeks I'll, I'll hear from five or six players and the next week I might hear one or two or you know I try to call them too sometimes and the relationship with my players is like the greatest thing you ever had you know and and, and one of the great things about our job because you had a, you had an opportunity to, to help a young man you know, to mature and become a better person, you know, better student, you know, uh, you know, to, to get to earn his degree. And, and uh, I, I can go on and on. And, and actually that was the toughest thing for me. My first couple of years out, I, I wasn't, I, you know, I was, I was doing some radio stuff and, and so on and so forth, which I really enjoyed, but I, I just kind of felt empty. One time my wife said to me, she goes, what's Missy says, are you okay? I said, Gosh, I miss my players. And by the way, they drove me nuts as much as they did <laughs> the other side. There was, there was both sides of that, you know. You're developing men into young men. And, and, but we did that. You know, we, 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 they, we, we, we developed them in all areas of their personal lives also. It was a responsibility that we had to do. And so that's when we started a foundation. So I started a foundation called the GP MADE Foundation. MADE's an acronym Make a Difference Every Day in the Lives of Kids. And we've, we've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars and, and it's all for kids. And, and so, um, that's been really, really, you know, really great, you know, for me because it's significant. I'm doing something to help and, uh, assist kids. And so anyway, that's been, that's been great. It's the GP made foundation and it's, um, it's Gary Pinkle, 
uh, at, at Gary Pinkle or at, at GP made and you can go and get our website and kind of check it out if you people are interested. And I know, Gary, this is a big month. You want to raise $100,000 by the end of the month and any $1,000 donation in December will uh, be provided an autographed football by you, an autographed visor, the I- iconic Gary Pinkle visor and uh, the, a copy of the book, The 100-Yard Journey, which is a great book that you did with Dave Matter. So if people do want to get involved, once again, go to GaryPinkle.com and make that donation today. Hey, a couple of things. Number one, were you watching on Saturday, or did somebody get in touch with you when it was Daniel against Gabbard in the second half of that Tampa-Detroit game? Yeah, I got a few phone calls. So <laughs> that was pretty cool. That was, that was neat seeing those guys do that. It's a, it's a hard job, I'm telling you. It's a, it's, a, it's a hard job playing quarterback. It's very, very difficult. And we had a great quarterback run, you know that, you know, from those guys to, you know, to Brad Smith, to, you know, I could, I, I can go on and on. And so we, we, that's why we won a lot of games. I mean, you, we had a lot of other great players around them, but if you don't have a guy at that spot, you're not, you're not going to be successful. And that's, we've been very, really uh, fortunate. And Gary, I, I'm always thinking about you. I want to know how you're feeling. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, my, my cancer, it's the type of that I have, I always have. And I'm managing it, so I'm I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing good out there. And prayers and uh, encouragement to all the folks out there that uh, that have probably a lot worse cancers than I have. So uh, God bless everybody out there, and just keep a, have a, keep a great attitude. That's the that's the that's the one great shot you have. Great to hear your voice, sir. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Always good to talk to you. And again, have a great 2021. Yeah, happy New Year. Thank, Thank you, sir. You. Take care. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.